Robin Whitfield, and Carl Whitman from Marymount University sat down with us at a recent Workday event to discuss ways to improve higher education operations and student experience. This podcast features an edited version of that insightful conversation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our higher education conversation on digital acceleration in a changing world, how Marymount University broke down silos and streamlined operational efficiency. My name is Donna Trigger, and I'm Workday Senior Industry Solutions Marketing Manager for Higher Education. Today's topics will discuss the challenges that many colleges and universities are facing to operate at peak efficiency while driving business optimization for better strategic decisions. Now I'd like to introduce our guest, Robin Whitfield, Chief Financial Officer of Marymount University, and Carl Whitman, Chief Information Officer of Marymount University. Welcome Robin and Carl, and thank you for joining us today. When Marymount University started experiencing technology challenges, could you talk about some of those challenges and maybe also what sparked the decision to move to a cloud-based solution with Workday Human Capital Management and Financial Management? Sure, Donna. So Marymount happens to be a customer and longstanding with an ERP system that goes back for us 35 or 40 years, almost 40 years, actually. Quite remarkable. So we've had a long-standing system there that served us well, but of course it's based on technology that is uh, not at all where we would like to be today. And the motivation in part for bringing Workday here would have uh, derived in, in, from the sense that we really needed to move on to a new contemporary platform for our services. We also are very much involved with student-facing activities. We're a a tuition-dependent institution where students are what we care about the most, whether it's recruiting them, retaining them, making sure that they have a great experience here. And we're a relatively small school, as Robin mentioned, so we're very able to focus on our student body. So we want to use technology to improve everything about their experience here, whether it be the academic uh, experience in the classroom, or with their administrative experience, which of course where Workday would would help out. So we, uh, several years ago, began the journey uh, with Workday, uh, starting with HCM, and we were able to produce a a functioning HCM system in perhaps record time, I'm not quite sure, but it was uh, less than a year that it took us to bring up HR. And uh, then as Robin mentioned, we moved into the finance system implementation had a period there where we had to pause for a while because we had some unexpected resource constraints that uh, kind of slowed down the project, but that got resolved. And when it got resolved, we picked back right back up again. And, uh, and in July of this year, we're able to implement the finance portion of the system. So after about two years, having gotten through the core products of HCM and finance, we were then well poised to move on to the, the foundational objective, really, of the whole of the whole process, which was to address our student administrative needs. And so we're now engaged in the student project, and I'm sure we'll have a chance to talk a bit more about that. Thanks, Carl. That's great insight to understand why some of those initial decisions were made. Um, and Robin, let's get your perspective. Um, as a CFO, what were some of the benefits about moving to the cloud that Marymount was needing that they incorporated into their decision and selection process as they started their digital transformation journey? So when I, I joined Marymount, there were a myriad of processes that were still um, leveraging paper. Um, the procure to pay process, there were some timesheets that were still done in paper. Um, one-time payments, 
And so I think that one of the biggest motivators and wins with, with Workday is that we were able to automate many of those processes. And in and, and automating those things, it is also a time savings for the, the staff who were formally pushing that paper. And that, that allows them to be freed up to do other things, be more strategic and foster more cross-functional uh, cross and stakeholder engagement. When it comes to student, I think it's important that you know, we have a system that allows a 360 degree view of the student. So all aspects of the student, administrative, um, academic, I mean, of course, financial, no one likes to talk about that, but that's necessary too. <laughs> and, you know, I mentioned before about our HSI status and how that's part of the, it's in our, our DNA for diversity and inclusion. It's important to mention that a, a big piece of the HSI status uh, achievement is that we're, we want to better represent underrepresented students. That the Latin population, they have been enrolling in college more so, trending upward since the turn of the century, but the graduation rates are still low. So it's important that we have a system, a state-of-the-art cloud technology system that can help us with supporting them towards student success through allowing them to utilize their phones or you know their computers to register for class, because many of, of not just those students, but our other students, may, they may come on campus just to go to class. They may have jobs and they have families. They, you know, so they need a mechanism to engage us in a way that's going to be accessible but high performing. So I think that's one again reasons why Workday was selected. Thank you, Robin. Speaking of high performing, I know that uh, higher education institutions also have priority in considering application security as a core competency to ensure secured access to all levels. Mm -hmm. uh, Carl, let's go back to you for this question. Can you share with us what it means to be able to trust that your data is secure and how your business services are secured at multiple levels? Sure. Well, you know, the whole security environment is one that we of course, take very seriously, but it's a really a challenge, naturally, to be able to secure our systems. So moving to Workday for our core administrative systems was a real uh, advance for us because, uh, to be perfectly candid about it, we obviously anticipate that Workday has the resources for a company of its scale to be able to do the kind of information security due diligence and to secure its systems that would be frankly very challenging for us to even pretend to, to reach. So although we do a great job as within our resources, we know that Workday has, has the capability as a cloud-based service built on modern technologies to be able to secure our data in a way that uh, we can both rely on and use as a simplification of our environment, you know. So today we might have responsibility in our in our legacy system for things like disaster recovery scenarios and of course uh, providing you know the firewall protection for locally hosted servers and that sort of thing those kinds of, of uh, security measures and uh, traditional IT functions are handled by workday on our behalf of course as a cloud solution and so that both simplifies our environment on a day-to-day -day basis and gives us uh, a much better uh, overall uh, operation than we would have been able to do on ourselves. We also have been used Workday as a way to kind of leverage the introduction into the campus of uh, two-factor authentication for our systems. It's uh, one of the things that we already do with Workday, of course, and getting people familiar with that, what that means is enabling us to 
out, you know, use that with more and more of our local hosted applications as well. So it's a real comfort to be able to have um, uh, our data in a, in a context where it's more secure. Also, the, the, the basic security model within Workday itself and the capabilities it gives us for determining how our users access the system is very, it's very, very functional for us. It's very, it's, it's, it's something uh, of a challenge to implement. I'll acknowledge that as well, but it gives us the tool set we really need to be able to assure that the right people have access to the right data at the right time. Thank you, Carl. It does seem that with uh, past and present events of this uh, time, this is certainly a top concern for higher education institutions right now. Uh, let's go ahead and change uh, over to Robin for our next question. Robin, uh, as part of the leadership team and in your experience as Marymount CFO, can you provide insight on how Workday solutions have enhanced your day-to-day -day administration as well as empowerment toward the business process framework? Sure, I, I can certainly do that. I, I alluded to the, the procurement to pay process, and I just want to talk about that again. So I mentioned there was a lot of paper involved in the process before, and it wasn't just that. The financial services team would be inundated with emails or calls asking where is an invoice in the pipeline? Where's my requisition in the in the business process? And one of the things I, I've always loved about Workday is the business process framework is very powerful. So once something is inputted into Workday to, for action, and if you are part of that process flow, um, as a user, you can log in and actually see where in the cycle your request is, you know, where it's been, where it is and where it's going. So that has actually, again, it's empowered users to be able to go online to see for themselves. And also I mentioned time tracking about how we, you know, we had timesheets before, we, we don't have to, but even with exempt staff, we have exception-based timekeeping now. So it means that, you know, of course, as, as employees and managers, you know, we just have to enter in our, our time off, but that's easy to do in Workday and managers can track their team, would see their teams, um, their usage, their balances. It's, it's very user-friendly. One other big win is with journal entries. So before, for the accounting team, journal entries were, is there, if there's any accountants on the phone, lots of paper, you know, we're printing out a stack of paper, someone's manually signing off, like, yes, I saw this, yes, this is appropriate. Well, just journal entries themselves, that there's a, it is an, an automated function in Workday. It can be initiated and approved within Workday. So we, of course, have appropriate internal controls. And you can attach documentation to the journal entry. And automating that process has, again, it's, it's freed of my team. And I'm happy that next month, what we're going to start doing is have, you may not find them fun, but a financial statement, open houses, where we'll invite people and we'll talk about financial statements. We may talk about the budget versus actual staff in the university and just foster more stakeholder engagement and be, be able to be more transparent with the data and the, the financial position of the institution. And some of those things wouldn't be possible if we didn't, we weren't, um, you know, weren't bogged down with some of the, you know, minutia of accounting work. You touched a little bit about the uh, streamlining of the reports and workflows. Mm -hmm. Do you have any specific examples that you could share with our audience today? Yes, I do. I mentioned the, the budget versus actual report. There was a report of that kind in the legacy system, but it, it wasn't very user-friendly. The UI was just kind of old and outdated. 
And with Workday, a user can easily, they can go online, they can enter in their cost center, they can see their budget versus actual report on screen. They can click on any number and see the drill down as to what makes up that number, go even further and see what invoice that may be tied to or what you know, revenue component may be tied to. It can be exported into Excel, and then you can also do additional modeling with that. And there have been at least a few VPs who told me they love this reporting, uh, this reporting tool, and they've been able to use it to make management decisions and also to do like, strategic planning for next year, because it is time to, you know, plan the budget for next fiscal year. Great. And uh, kind of as a follow-up uh, to your response, with the streamlining of operations, um, mm -hmm. can you speak to maybe perhaps um, your stakeholders' experience with that and their engagement and co collaboration as well? Sure. Um, I mentioned one example that's to come. So that is with uh, like the, the financial statements or financial reporting open house, that it will be a a, a huge uh, win for stakeholder engagement because it's not something that's been done. I think that um, although the financial data has been there to share, many stakeholders may feel that, you know, formerly administration wasn't as transparent. It wasn't intentional. I just think that the communication was needed to be enhanced. So um, that, that to me, I'm, you know, I'm very happy to be able to do that, to be able to offer that to stakeholders so they can have more insight into where we are financially. So that, that stakeholder engagement is very key. I also will say there's many processes where HR and finance kind of share. And before, finance was still in the legacy system and HR was in workday because they went live first. And sometimes it would create some, you know, miscommunications um, or missteps because we were in disparate systems. But, us, but now with us being in the same system, we're speaking the same language, we're looking at the same functionality, the same types of screens. So it, it has enhanced our, I guess, our ability to communicate with us, with each other and to, you know, problem solve if there's an issue that crosses both systems. One thing that, you know, that we're also working on is building some joint job aids because there's certain processes like hiring that, that are very key that span both, that go across both areas. So being, being in the same system in Workday, again, it has improved that departmental engagement and, and resolution and problem solving. Well, it certainly sounds like there has been improvements, so that's great to hear. And Carl, earlier you had mentioned uh, the short span of time for implementation. I know there may be some people on, on this webinar that uh, maybe either going through the process or just starting. Can you first tell us about the timeline for implementation and some details about the process that uh, you can share with the audience today? Sure. And before I do that, I want to echo something that uh, uh, that Robin just said. Uh, as one of the users of our the workday budgeting reports that we now have, you know that's really a pleasure because you you have a full interactive uh, drill down capability. So when I look at my my budget, you know, I can easily click on the thing and see and answer my own question about what's what made up that particular line item and what the uh, underlying purchase was and so on. So it's a really great, uh, great tool for that sort of thing. We really appreciate being able to use it. So the, the timeline for this really would have begun several years ago on two fronts simultaneously. One would have been, of course, the process of determining that Workday was the right solution for us and and working through the details of contracts and so on. But the other thing that's worth remembering is that there's another process that one has to go through at the same time, which is the, the, the selection of an implementation partner. In our, in our case, that happens to be collaborative solutions. But 
but that that's a major effort in its own right that takes a lot of time at the beginning of these projects to to evaluate and, and negotiate the, the contract that you have with the partner that you're gonna use for the next many years. And, and uh, in our case, that many year period is certainly at least a four year period that began back in 2018. And, and at the moment we'll go through 2023 to when the student system goes live. Um, so, you know, if we had about a year at best, let's say for HCM, another year for finance, uh, realistically, student is a two-year project, uh, and and those timelines would probably be considered by many folks to be particularly aggressive and uh, and a challenge to meet. But it's really depends on your institution and the number of moving parts you have. Right, as a smaller school, Marymount is, has perhaps a little easier path to follow in getting the getting the job done. But it's it's at least a four year uh, you know process end to end if you're going to use the, the student system as well. And along with that timeline comes uh, some challenges that that are you know worth really emphasizing. I mean, during much of that period, and 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 Robin spoke to this a little bit. We have we had to maintain our legacy system, and still do. And so today we you know we went through a period where HR was in workday, but the legacy system still was financed. Now the legacy system is student, uh, but with Workday and Finance, uh, HCM and Finance together in Workday. There's a synchronization, you know, problem that you have to resolve to be able to make make that transition work effectively and be able to still do business with, you know, with Workday, with one foot in Workday and one foot in something else, right? That's a little bit of a challenge for anybody to master, but it's a key part of the whole understanding of these projects. We also, of course, have to spend a great deal of effort on change management. You know, the implementation of a system like Workday, uh, when you have had a uh, legacy system for as long as we have, means that there's a tremendous amount of change for individuals at the institution to absorb and to, to come to come to terms with and new things to learn while continuing to manage their, their old procedures and business processes. So it's a it's a it's a it's a significant lift. It's exciting, and and the good thing is that at this institution we have had total support from the uh, upper management, the president on down. Everybody is on the team with knowing that Workday is a solution that we really want to get to, and that it's the best thing for us. So that there's a lot of support to help us get through the the challenges of any implementation of the size and scope. Sounds like uh, the project, the scale and the scope of the project was quite large. Um, however, I do have a question, you know, any targets and milestones while you were going through that that you'd like to share as well? Yeah, we wanted to get HR going as fast as we could because it's a foundation for everything. And so as I suggested, we were able to, to bring that live in about nine months. The uh, targets that one sets for the finance system are a little bit um, depends a little bit on your fiscal year and how you how you do your financial reporting. The ideal time to implement something like this would be at the beginning of a fiscal year, which is what we did. But you know, at various times, we contemplated the possibility of doing it at, at the end of a quarter and so on. So you have to understand the best place to be from a from that standpoint. And then payroll, of course, is is uh, has its own natural calendar that you want to try to meet. So uh, there are some issues with that. The, the more um, rigorous sort of deadlines that you have to worry about, though, are on the student side and the, and the academic calendar and making the, the, the practical needs of getting the academic calendar fulfilled as you're implementing different parts of the system, uh, you know, to, to have them line up. Right? So 
you're doing recruitment and admissions, they naturally come first in sequence. Financial aid is very early on and so on. So you have a kind of a rolling adoption period. So in our case, we'll have multiple go-lives, as we call them, for the student system at three or four different uh, points over the course of that two-year implementation, culminating finally in in the in the in the final system, which for us will be in fall of 23. So, so it's um, it's a it's a timeline that really has to match your academic calendar, and that and there's a certain amount of risk associated with that because if you happen to sort of miss the, the, the miss the target, then you may have to wait a full year, you know, to be able to get back to being able to stay within the cycle of, of the academic year. So it requires a lot, of, a lot of good planning to be able to stay on target with it. Thanks, Carl. Robin, how about uh, from your point of view, can you provide some additional lessons learned examples from your perspective? I think it's important that organizations don't minimize the, the time that's needed for training. Training is key. Um, training of your, your subject matter experts you know, in advance of the implementation or right when it gets started. And I understand that organizations have varying degrees of you know, financial resources or, or bandwidth of their team. But as much as you can do that, it's, it's, very, it's very helpful. And then also for end user training, Carl alluded to change management. And to me, change management is not just managing the change or the feeling about the change, but it's ensuring you have good adoption, um, and good training and good communication. It's great if, if an organization could have someone who's focused on that effort and that you will plan out the end user training. Another thing would be data, especially when you're moving from a legacy system to something like Workday. And if you've been in a legacy system for 35 plus years, like Marymount was in, or even, you know, just a long time, you will have built up lots of data. And some of it's going to be dirty. Obviously, you have dirty data. And then, you know, but Workday is, is only going to be as good as, you know, the data that you have in there. So if you put dirty data in, you might get dirty results out. So as, as you know, if an organization can spend time doing some data cleanup before implementation or somewhere along the cycle, that's great. I can say with um, at Marymount, what we did, just one example, there's many examples, but the, the supplier list had grown astronomically in the legacy system. So the, the team spent a lot of time paring down that list and creating efficiencies with that. And that helped in many ways. It helped with not just the build up for the vendors, it helped with setting up uh, integration with a, for a, like a payment, the integrated payables tool with our bank that required a vendor list. So there are many downstream effects to, for, for data. And lastly, I would say governance is important. If you have two more things. Governance is important <laughs> um, because as you know, and you all can hear that when you have a fully integrated system like Workday, you know, everything one person does or something one person does could affect something somebody else does. And so you really should have a cross-functional group of folks who are providing governance and oversight for your program so that you're making decisions and that's for the good of the organization and no one area is, you know, is that favored over another. And, and lastly, I'll talk about a support model. There are many various types of support models someone could have for Workday after implementing. You could have a group that's wholly in IT, which thanks to Carl, I think he's going to do that. Or uh, you could have a hybrid where you have some folks embed, embedded in, depart, in departments and as well as in IT. But it's organizations should try to envision that before you get to go live because that support is going to be needed right away. And so, you know, it, it helps with that adoption and 
um, with stakeholder acceptance, if you have a good um, support model, you know, ready to go as soon as you go live. Great. And Robin, uh, just to mention a little bit about the stakeholder experience that you mentioned earlier, with you both holding strategic leadership positions at the university, how has working together empowered not only your roles as CFO and Carl as a CIO, but also aligned the campus, enabling uh, you to make better strategic decisions? I mean, I will say, I'm not just saying this because he's on the call, but Carl and I have a really good working relationship. <laughs> um, and it's it it definitely has enhanced us the 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 success and ongoing work we need to do with Workday. Um, so to to have a good working relationship and have open lines of communication, because of course we may not always agree, but we work very well together. In the end, we do come to a consensus, and that's going to be exponentially more important with student because it's going to be it's not just me for finance; it's so many modules. Um, so we multiple leaders, and that again kind of goes back to our song about governance and ensuring that also help foster that that support, and it sets an example, you know, at the you know for the community for the campus. If you know we have the group of leaders who are working well together, that should trickle down or to the rest of the community, and that should be the theme. You know, working together, working well cross functionally in and out of the system. I always thought we agreed on everything, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, to, to follow up on that, a system like Workday affects everyone, right? And so we really have to have a leadership that recognizes that we're all in it together and that nobody can really act independently of the other of the rest of the considerations that the institution has. And so we all have to kind of look out for each other in, in going down this path and, and be very aware of the bigger picture, right? So no room for silos in this kind of a project. It really does depend for its success on, on everybody pulling together and being on the same page. Well, it sounds like better alignment um, not only helps, but it helps expedite better decisions um, and make right. better strategic decisions overall. So, well, talking about strategic decisions, Carl, what's in the future or the roadmap for Marymount and uh, going into 2022? Right. So, you know, we've got several things. Of course, we want to enhance and improve on what we've already done with HCM and finance. So there's always incremental things that we might be able to, to tweak and, and uh, make better as we, and, and of course, as we review our business processes and understand the system better, we want to, you know, take more advantage of all the capabilities that are in Workday that perhaps we might not have had enough uh, time to implement initially. So, so kind of an iterative process on what we've already done. We also uh, have a project that uh, Robin's folks are particularly involved in now to implement the portion of Workday called adaptive planning. So that's key to our budget, future budgeting issues. And then the other thing that we're going to do, and, and we added this to our project kind of, uh, I shouldn't say at the last minute, but it was definitely a later uh, addition, was to uh, uh, use the Workday tool called Prism Analytics as part of our strategy. And so our plan is to uh, put some of our legacy data that doesn't really find a natural home in Workday in the Prism Analytics space instead, and also to bring in data from some other systems, hopefully, so that we can use the tool set that is exposed by having that product along with the core Workday deliverables work in concert and enable us to have kind of a, a home for all the institution's data, including the things that you know might not have found a natural place in Workday. That's a large project in its own right, uh, but it's 
but so be, between that and uh, and then of course <laughs> the student system right so we are um, about maybe seven or eight months i guess into the formal implementation of student as i mentioned earlier it'll go on until fall of 2023 so that's really been our real uh, you know the hard the hard pull that we've been making for for the campus and for the staff here at it is to is to focus on student and to bring that about and then we'll end up doing the same iterative thing again right the day that we say that we go live on student is not the day the project ends the project will go on forever really right because and and part of that is also because workday delivers a new version of their software every six months so so there's always going to be activity surrounding the understanding and the adoption and the rollouts associated with new versions of the software so so it's a busy calendar busy roadmap i did want to add something on to what carl said about our future roadmap so he talked about adaptive planning and i i, I wanted to say that that um in addition to it being very integral to budget development, because right now we're developing our budget, developing it primarily in Excel, but loading into Workday for tracking and management afterward. So that's, that's I want to just call it out that that's a very, really a very important win for us. But it's also going to support our move to evaluate and ultimately implement responsibility-centered management, so an RCM model. I know there's many other schools who are considering that. And adaptive planning is a good tool to support that effort that because it's an all new reporting tool set. And then lastly, I would say um, I wanted to share that it's not really a functionality roadmap item, but one thing about the future for workday and change management is that Marymount is going to be developing or um, enlisting the support of departmental champions. And that's to get individual departments more engaged and to feel more involved included in, in, in the process to affect change in training and things of that nature. So I think that's also a lessons learned I would add to it's it's something that we're going to do and that other institutions should do to keep stakeholder engagement. So I don't want to derail but I just thought I'd throw those two out there. Could you share more about the tools you use to encourage constituent engagement during decision testing and training specifically? I can speak to that. So Department of Champions is, is one thing. I didn't use that as much at Marymount yet with, I'm sure we'll do that more for, more with student, but it's something that I've used in my past at UMGC. You know, you ask the department head to pick someone in their unit to be a champion. And that person is, um, you know, they, they kind of work within the department to raise excitement about the product. We share with them maybe a PowerPoint as a briefing about Workday and what are we doing? How can Workday? How's it going to impact the community? How is it going to impact your department so that they can they have you know, talking points to speak to? Another beneficial thing, thing to do is during testing is have like a user experience window. We actually invite it could be the same departmental champions or other people from the department to come in and actually test piece of functionality before you roll out user like widespread user acceptance testing because they can actually walk through the job aids that you may have created for a, a, a process and provide feedback on how well this job aid really addressed what I need to know um, so that the project team can make changes in advance of rolling out to the broader community. And then I think newsletters are good, websites are good to provide, um, you know, timely and regular status updates on the where the project may be, the status of the project. Um, you know, this may not have been what people meant by tool, but in asking this question, but we should note what we're doing here today with WebEx. 
So yeah. this, you know, although our project began before COVID, and, and as a consequence, it was fairly traditional, right, with folks meeting face-to-face -face and having our, uh, our uh, implementation partner coming to the campus and working with us directly. Uh, it wasn't too long, you know, before uh, COVID caught up with us. And so the, uh, the last part of the, of the implementation uh, of finance was done uh, with all, on, uh, all using Zoom and remote technologies. Uh, and successfully so, to the point that it became clear to us that even, even if COVID weren't an issue, we wanted to stru intentionally structure the student implementation so that it would be all done remotely. Uh, frankly, it's a cost savings to the institution, of course, not to incur the expenses that we would normally have had for travel and all the rest. Uh, so we have, uh, we do the, with the entire student project, it'll be done remotely, even, even after COVID is over with. And I think it's worked really well. It's, uh, it's remarkable, actually. Knowing what you know now, what would you do differently if you were starting this effort today? That's a, that's a big question. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I guess if uh, and Robin can speak for for herself as well, but I think um, we would have tried to make the case earlier on for more support staff, more backfill. You know, just it's 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 we're you know we're getting the job done, but it's uh, it's hard. Uh, it's 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 a major uh, stress point for a lot of folks here. Um, so we we probably would would have wanted to rethink that a bit. Possibly some of the scheduling aspects of how rapidly we could get it done. But, you know, but that has to play against the reality of, of other external requirements. You know, we have this system that's very old and uh, running on old hardware, and we didn't want to have to reinvest in that. We wanted to be able to uh, start enjoying some of the benefits of saving some money from supporting our old systems and so on, right? So there's there's a lot of factors that, that will play into that. Um, but I think being able to, to perhaps have a better more more resources associated with change management with training development would have been would be good um you know we definitely have some gaps that we'd like to be able to fill but but i think and, you know none of them are are um uh none of them are are, are are game stoppers by any means but they all they all would make life a little bit easier for us if we had some more more resources to it to attend to uh, some of our day-to-day -day operations what do you think robin i I agree. I think I, I, I echo that, and um, I think you're you're right that um, you have to deal with the reality of what you know the resources your organization has. But it, of course, it's ideal if you can backfill the individuals that are um, assigned to work on the project. That's that's ideal. It's um it's very tough for. I'm just going to speak with the finance team. It's tough to to manage the the day to day operations while while also being a subject matter expert for a project and having to support you know configuration and support testing. So as much as a you know an organization can backfill or get in additional resources, the better. And then kind of to go back to the question about size, even though I know that we you know we. This, our situation, again, it's based on the reality of what we have, but your steering committee at the least has, should be made up of the, the leaders responsible for the, the functions that you're implementing. Um, I think the, the largest steering committee I know of maybe it was maybe five or six. You don't want to get too big because then you can't ever make a decision. 
Um, so I, I would just, I just wanted to allude to that. And also, one thing that we are doing, Carl, even though we haven't hired these people yet, is there, there's going to be a analyst in, in finance, there's going to be one in, in HR, a functional person. And I'm sure we'll do something similar with student in the student areas. Because um, it's important to have the functional folks who work with the technical people. You know, the other thing I've mentioned, Donna, is that Workday is all about business processes and being able to configure your system to match what you're trying to achieve. Uh, I think if, if we would have been better off if we had had a much more uh, thorough um, documentation and appreciation of our own internal business processes done before pre-project, right? So, so long before you have, uh, have hired a, a firm to help you implement or bring in Workday, you really want to be sure that you have your a, a solid understanding of what your current processes are so that you also can, through that process, expose where you might see opportunities for change. And so, you know, that's that really would have been would have been really helpful if we had sort of more time to think through some of the opportunities that Workday presents for us as we consider what, what how we do business now and how we might be able to do it smarter in the future. You've been listening to a conversation about higher education with Robin Whitfield and Carl Whitman from Marymount University. Be sure to follow us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Remember, you can find our entire catalog at workday.com slash podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you have a great work day. <laughs>